This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Just blowing some dust off of this, baby. Because it's time to break out the wheel of a thousand questions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about this thing. It was sitting in storage for a while. And I saw it last kind night. Kind of like that scene in Toy Story where like, it's that wheezy on, up on the shelf. Exactly. That's exactly right. It needs a new squeak. It needs a new squeaker squeak in the middle. This we needed, need, we need this a, needed new a new dial. Cl- a wheel yeah. clicker, and it yeah. needed to just a little dust it off. And obviously needed some new questions. So last night I was up in the lab cooking up a thousand Steelers-related questions to smack on this wheel. Jacob's got the wheel in front of him. He's going to give it a spin, and I will read whatever question the wheel deems to be read. And we must answer the question. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Do we have a theme today? Any, any? This was any just Steelers theme? related. This, okay, this, cool. This first spin. This will be all Steelers topics. Okay. In the right, next episode, I... though, we might have another wheel oh. with NFL topics, but that will you'll have to wait to see about that okay. one. Okay. Give it a spin. I I have do you want? Do you want a warm up spin, or do you want to just no, go I'm, in? I'm ready because I've missed it so Let much. Her Let her rip. Let's get our first question here. Why do we get away from this? Too? I don't know. We need to keep this around more. First question from the wheel. Will the Steelers draft a wide receiver this year? I think that's a pretty obvious yes. I'm going to say yes, but I'm nervous that it's going to be Didn't you too ask for early. my answer? We both give the answers. Okay. The wheel's asking the question, not <laughs> me, even though I wrote the question. But the wheel's asking the question. We both answer. It's a collab. It's a team effort. And we both say yes. This so this is a team. great start for the team. Uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty obvious yes. I have the same worry as you, though, where are they going to look at themselves and say, well, we have three picks in the top 50. Any one of those guys can be a stud. So we Madison might... is at number 17. Uh, I like oh that. Goodness. Uh, even more than him, just the TCU wide receiver sitting right there. I like him at number 32. Don't use it too early. That's my main gripe. But I think you do need to use it. Yeah, I agree. And they, I think, uh, what year was it, Tom? Was it the Najee Harris and Pat Frymuth year, where they it was like the first time in like a decade they had it they did not used take a, wide receiver. a wide receiver in the draft at any point? So super unlike them to to not do that. So you can bank, especially this year too, where they traded away Chase Claypool. You really only have two guys because you don't want to rely on just Steven Sims uh, as your backup from this past season. You know that you have the potential to bring in Calvin Austin and Anthony Miller. Uh, Anthony Miller signed to that one-year deal, and Calvin Austin trying to get his first action in the NFL. Anthony Miller also seen courtside with Kenny Pickett at the Pitt Wake Forest basketball a game a couple recently. weeks ago, right? right? Yeah, saying uh, maybe working on some routes with Anthony Miller there. So you have guys, yes, but you need you need more than just a combination of Sims, Austin, and and Miller as your number three. Like those guys can be your combined number four, no no problem. But if you if you want this offense to really take a step forward and you know to to address the comments that Pat Farmuth made, if you want to see this offense operate like a normal NFL offense, you gotta have three receivers. I think Austin has the potential to be a number three, maybe Miller does too, but I want another cook in the kitchen for mm-hmm. sure. I don't want it to be like you said, relying on those three to yeah, position where you can rely, three. You can rely on, on DJ, you can rely on on, on Pickens. But then you you got to sprinkle in those three guys as much as you can. It's just not it's not going to lead to a productive offense. No, it's not. So I because would, especially go ahead. I would draft a wide receiver in the draft this year, but maybe wait until after those first three picks to do it. 
after pick 49, then start looking at their wide receivers left on the board. And again, you're going to try to find a diamond in the rough. You're going that Calvin Austin kind of route again, but you're not looking for your number one wide receiver or even your number two wide receiver. You just need a very solid number three. And for those who who would argue against that and say, oh, well, look what the Steelers did with Antonio Brown. There were guys like Marcus Wheaton and Sammy Coates okay, and well, Juju. Yeah, if you and, do and find the next Bryant, AB in the fourth round, I'm not holding it But that's what you. I'm saying is that right now, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens are not Antonio Brown. Mm-mm. It's not that you have the best receiver of maybe the last decade on your team. You have two guys who are very good. But they're not good enough to say, oh, well, you you can you can win with just those two guys. Yeah, I exact that's kind of exactly where I look at it too. It, and I wanna say, although I just said, you know, you're kind of looking for a diamond in the rough or you don't need that diamond in the rough, you just need a, a solid number three. It's okay if by happy accident you draft a guy in the fifth round and he is the next Antonio Brown and he becomes your number one. Like that's okay. It's a it's a happy accident. I'm just saying you don't need to take a high pedigree guy because you don't so desperately need that number one wide receiver. It's already there with George Pickens. Mm-hmm. If you find another person that's even better than Pickens in the middle of the draft, I mean, that's just gravy, man. So I, I sound a little bit like Gruden there. Hey, it's gravy, man. I, I heard that. I heard a little man. tinge of gravy, gravy man. We don't talk about Gruden anymore, though. Bad guy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, don't use your early pick on the wide receiver. Yep. That's That's the big fear that I have. They probably will because they like taking mm. wide receivers. Spin that sucker again. All right, here we go. One of the three inside linebackers, the big three, Spillane, Jack, and Bush, will start week one next year for the Steelers. I got to say yes. Oof. That's just and a you lot know to what? fill in. You know what? It's gonna. It's you got a feeling that it's gonna be Robert Spillane, don't you? I mean, I know that he was the one that was least in the doghouse of the three inside linebackers towards the end of the year. Maybe Jax was more injury based than it was. Maybe Jax was injury begetting his performance, and that's why he was kind of falling down as far as reps were concerned behind Spillane. But they love Robert Spillane. I think to really upgrade the defense, you cannot have any one of these three starting next year in week one at inside linebacker. But the reality of it is replacing two inside linebacker starters in one offseason is a very tough task to try to um, try to undertake. So I have a feeling we'll see one new guy starting and probably Rob Spillane next to him at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so to answer the question in, in the simplest terms, yes. yes. And it's 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 the least enthusiastic yes I, I'm probably going to give today. Yeah, I again, I, I just think that this isn't me saying yes because I am comfortable with those three inside linebackers at that position. This is just me saying yes because there's so many positions of need on top of inside backer, and inside backers aren't exactly the easiest position to find either. A lot of times, young inside off-ball linebackers coming out of the draft get exposed a little bit because these quarterbacks are thinking on a much different level than the Wake Forest quarterback or the Boston College quarterback that you just played last year. So it's tough to find really splash impact at that spot from a rookie and you can also go the other way as far as a rookie is concerned and become Devin Bush where he had a pretty decent rookie year, but then just kept falling off and falling off and falling off. Injury obviously didn't help that either. So it's a very tough position to nail down. Very important position, though, 
And when the Steelers see that there's not much potential for massive improvement, I think they will default to familiarity every single time. And which Spillane, they've done before. Spillane gives them that yeah, familiarity. Which done before. I do, I do want to see them use a draft pick on a, ba- a linebacker though this year. Yeah, but you don't. Maybe expect not that- the early ones, but mm-hmm. at least one of them. Get get another again. Get more cooks in that kitchen. Mark Robinson's an interesting one, but little undersized and and who and knows you what his potential really is going to be. On him. He played running back for most of his right. career at Old Miss, so like it's it's tough to really gauge where he's going to be. Like maybe his ceiling is just a number three rotation guy that can come in and and help you on. 10% of your snaps defensively. And that's good. Like, you need guys like that, and he can be a great special teamer. But just get, again, I maybe label this episode, let's get some cooks in the kitchen because that's mm. another position where I want to bring in more people just to have bodies to kind of just throw them at the wall and see what sticks because as much as we want Tremaine Edmonds on our wish list, I'm starting to buy into what Jerry Dulac has been reporting that that's just not something that the Steelers will do this offseason. All right, next one. I was taking a victory sip of my water there. You just really liked your your final point on that one? Well, and I thought you might have something to add to it, but of course you didn't. So go ahead, spin the wheel. <laughs> okay. All right. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. That was close to a whammy in the episode being over. Will the Steelers' offense average over 21 points per game in 2023? Oh, uh, Tom, that's tough. Right now, as of February 2nd. Let's let's also say this. That's tough and not absurd amount of points to score. No. That's still going to be towards the bottom half of the league if you're over 21 points I'm going to say no. Uh, as of today, February uh, 2nd, there's a long season, uh, a long off season ahead of us. There's a a long preseason and, and training camp period that hasn't come close to starting that the Steelers can use to mold themselves and improve. That entire opportunity still awaits. But so as of today, I'm going to say no. But so they average what 17 points 18. per game. 18.1. So it'll be an increase oh my in about God. three. It'll be about making one more field goal a game to get to 21 points or better. I think is it's it bad? I think is it's it, yes. I think they're is it bad it. that it's up in question though? No, I think it is. It's warranted that it's up in question. You say no, I say yes. I don't think they're gonna blow by it. Like I don't think it'll be like twenty eight points per game. Yeah, maybe like twenty one point two. It would is the put average. you that you know who averaged that last year? Twenty one point two on the dot. Uh, yeah, who's that? The Cleveland Browns. So it'll put you in a category of Cleveland, New England. The I want to know what that number the Falcons, was though. The Packers. Split. Give me that number split between, between Brissett and Watson. And Watson yeah. Well, either way, those are the teams. The Packers, the Falcons, the Giants, the Patriots, the Browns. They all average 21 points per game this year. Not exactly any offenses that you look at in 2022 and, and say, like, wow, they lit the world on fire. I'm jealous of them. So this question really shows you the state of where the Steelers' yeah. offense is. Like, yeah, We're not even does. expecting a giant leap forward. Just make an extra field goal every mm-hmm. single game this year. And I, I think that is doable. I'll tell you this. Okay. It better happen if you're Matt Canada. If, and if, if you're it's that not, offense. if 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 this off if this offense averages less than twenty points per game, I have to imagine he's gone on Black Monday, right? Yes, but it'd be more like we're just not renewing the contract instead of you're fired. Well, yeah, the, because it would just annou- it would just be announced. It would yeah, be announced he's not parting ways yeah. or something like that. But. They they've come to a uh, agreed what what's that term? 
mutually a mutual, mutual agreement, agreement yeah, to yeah, yeah, switch, yeah, yeah. switch. Now, if you can increase by a field goal this year and then next year, and you're all of a sudden up towards 25 points per game, you're getting close towards the Bengals and the Vikings and the Niners and the Lions. That's as a that's as a as big on. jump, though. That's a big. That's, those are big offenses. To they can with. do. They can jump three points in two years each year. I'm saying not this year they get up there in 2024. Like, if you're going to go baby steps, that's the baby step. You have to at least be 21 this year. Then you have to be closer to 25. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, that's the kind of build that you have to see from this offense. And, hey, if they want to explode for 28 points per game this year. I got no problem with it. Yeah, take that, take that two-year lead that we just held and do it one year. Please, by all means, do that. I'm not holding you back. I'm not closing that door. But they gotta, they gotta at least get over twenty this year. And, you hope so, again. Okay, but like, that's why it's pressing because we're debating this. It's a question on the wheel, and so that means there's a legitimate possibility that it doesn't happen. All right, spin it. Okay, here we go. Good question so far, by the way, Tom. I, I. Thank you for taking the time to step away from the Pitt North Carolina game last night to write all of these. You should have seen the questions that haven't been asked yet. I mean, there's some <laughs> wild ones on here. All right, this there's one. about 995 no, left. Yes, this one. Does Pickett have more touchdowns than interceptions next year? Yes, he had more interceptions than touchdowns this year. Yes, you play a full season. I don't expect him to have two games of three interceptions again. He seems like the guy that really took to heart don't throw interceptions yeah. and knows not to throw interceptions. But in order it's to get the touchdown be... numbers up, you kind of got to throw interceptable passes yeah, it's sometimes. To, it's not, what I'm saying, it's not going to be a 30 to 8 ratio next year. No. But what, if it's like a 20 to 10 or a 20 to 12, that's improvement. Oh, absolutely. It's improvement and improvement that I would take. Uh, I'll sign up. If he 12's goes, a big number. Yeah, but again, but that would tell me that 12, he's pushing yeah. the ball down the field a little yeah, bit more, 20. too, because he's got 20 touchdown passes. Did he get even double-digit touchdowns this year? He got nine, right, or eight? I think he got seven. I'll look it up for sure. Uh, he, he had more interceptions than touchdowns, yeah. and he threw eight interceptions, so it's got to be seven touchdown passes for, for Kenneth Pickett, but... I agree with you as far as next year's concerned. I just think that, yeah, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions uh, for Kenny Pickett. I, so That's going to be better next year. Mm-hmm. By the way, the only Steeler that threw more touchdowns than interceptions this year was Chase Claypool. One touchdown, no picks. Mitch had four touchdowns, five mm-hmm. interceptions. So, yeah. But I do think that changes next year. I, I think Pickett throws for more touchdowns than interceptions. And we've said all along, you know, stats weren't great. Right. But everything else kind of checked the eye test. Now, next year, you got to check that stat box mm-hmm. off and have 21 touchdowns and 10 interceptions or something respectable. Like I think that. 20 to 10 is fair because, you know, you got to nine. That's a number. That's not a great number. But, and we obviously know down the last nine games, right? He had only one. Granted, he didn't play at all nine of, he didn't play every game of those nine or, or at least the full, even when he started, didn't play the full game when he started. Mitch had to come in relieving in that Tampa Tampa Bay game at one point. But I think if you extrapolate him across the entire season, say he doesn't even play in all 17 games, say it's 15 or 16, I think a 20 to 10 ratio is very fair. And something that you won't look at and say, how did this guy throw 10? It was, like you said, he was pushing the ball down the field. He was being aggressive. They were using those hot routes that weren't a part of the offense this year. 
I think a 20 to 10 ratio somewhere in that neighborhood is going to be you're going to you're going to end that season and say okay we're seeing the progression. This isn't what the question was asked from the wheel so forgive me wheel for straying a little Uh-oh. bit. I also want to see that completion percentage jump up. Mm-hmm. 63% last year, get it up towards 65 66% mm-hmm. this year. You you need to be up towards the upper 60s in this league now. Yeah, I mean, just strive for Gino, right? Okay. <laughs> strive, strive to be the best. But okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think though when you when you incorporate every factor, right? Pushing the ball down the field, less interceptions. Those two kind of work against each other, right? In terms of completion percentage. So to me, if you can get to somewhere around 65, yeah, I'll be happy with it. But if it stays around the 63 mark, but I'm seeing more yards per game, seeing more touchdowns per game, it won't, I won't hate it. Give me a spin. All right, here we go. Probably got time for about two more spins left here. Yeah, that's fair. A little spicy. Uh-oh. Do the Steelers beat every division opponent at least once next year? Oh, I thought you were going to say go 6-0, and, and, I, and I said, Tom, wow, is that spicy? I think, though, you can beat the Browns, I for sure think you you'll can beat get the one. Ravens. Yes, it's that other it's team the Bengals. that's worrying me. Now, they beat the Bengals last year. You got them in the first game of the year, though. They're very fortunate, I think. And basically up until, like, what, halfway through the third quarter, and then second they, time around. And then they open it up on you. Uh, but I will say this, the Bengals last year didn't play anybody in the preseason at all. Their new their new offensive right. lineman, Joe Burrow, so didn't play. So when they played in, first in the Steelers game, against week one, that was— not surprising why Burrow threw four interceptions in that game against a very good ball-hawking defense, which we now know in hindsight would go on to lead the NFL in interceptions as a defense. So maybe you get him at the right time, right place last year for the Steelers— Maybe that happens again this year. You know, maybe you mm. get him after a bye week or something like that, and you, the tide is in your favor for beating them. But that's the team that I worry about, and I think that's why I answer this question no, because I think they'll sweep one of the Bengals or they'll sweep one of the Ravens or the Browns. Wow. They'll split against one of the other ones. But so I they'll just, go three and three. I think they'll go three and three in the division. But it's not by beating every team at least once. I think they'll go zero and two against Cincinnati next mm. year. It's t- I mean, divisional opponents are always tough. No question. And right, like let's remember, just the Steelers were looks- at one point. The Steelers were at one point seven and eight this past season, playing their second to last game on the road against Baltimore, and everyone, including you, picked Baltimore to picked win. Baltimore to win. Yep, I did with Huntley. I oh, did. Okay, great. Congrats. Well, I'm just saying. And then Kenny Pickett went in there and had. As of today, his career-defining moment. Yes. The best moment of his yes. very young career. So you can never count out a division opponent. I'll, I'll say I think that's the most given thing in the NFL. Divisional games are always up in the air. Always a coin flip. Yeah, that's why, you know, I don't feel like, oh, there's no chance that they beat the Bengals at least once next year. It's just... That you, team you is have really, too much respect for that team. Being I do that right good. now. I really yeah. do right now. And and now and I, now I kind of mentioned this to you on Tuesday's taping of the podcast. When they lost that game to the Chiefs, I felt in my bones and my guts next year might be the Bengals. That's year. what I was going to say. Is that now it's their year to be on that I, revenge I tour? Think so. Right? They they want to be the team that says, "Oh, grinding their teeth." How did we come so close to miss it? It's like the it's, culmination of everything, too, because it'll be their last year of Joe Burrow being cheap, even though they'll probably extend him in the Yeah, so like, last year to play with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. And maybe yeah. bring in a couple of other guys right. from the street to help out. Like it's, It feels like this is that—I don't want to say 
that they'll never win again if they don't win this year. But this is that one moment when you have teams like Steelers in 2017. Like, that was it, mm-hmm. right? That was the culmination of that Killer B era. Because they Le'Veon was going to go away at some point. They were the best team in football mm-hmm. that year in a lot of people's minds, and they lose to the Jets. I mean, yeah, they went so, like, thir- they went 13-3 and three right. that year. So, like, there's, they there's, they would have gone 14-2 and two if Jesse James was ruled a touchdown. When teams are in this stage, when they're building up towards something— there's always this point, right, where you get to that year that's like this, kind of like the Bills last year, honestly. Like, this is it. Like, you'll still have chances after this, but it might not get any better than this. 2023 might be that for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. So I get a little nervous. I, I can see 2023 being a kind of a revenge tour season for them. All right, one last spin of the wheel. All right, here we go. Has to get that big windup at the last spin. Do the Steelers make the playoffs next year? This is too early to ask this it's question. Way it's way too early. But then again, it's never too early to talk about playoffs for the next season. My take on the Steelers making the playoffs since this past, like people have asked after the season end, oh, they're going to make the playoffs this year. I don't know if they're a playoff team next year. With the seventh team added, you don't have to be good and make the playoffs. No. So that's why I, mean, I think you can be yes. eight nine and win your division. That's why I think yes. That's yeah. why I think it depends. You it know, doesn't necessarily mean I think the Steelers are going to be great, but I think they're going to be one of the seven best teams. Like it, you with the playoffs, it's not just is this team going to be good enough because right. especially in the AFC, there's a lot to consider. They were a field goal. If the Jets make the field goal instead of the Dolphins, mm-hmm. they're going at nine and eight again right. this year. Like it's. Yeah, they go. Yeah, right. And so, I don't but here's the thing, Tom, is I'm looking at it conference-wide. Bengals get in for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Ravens are a guarantee. Depends on Lamar. Yeah. Uh, to the east. The Dolphins get in for sure. Uh, you don't think so? I think they're likely to get in. I think they get in. Two is going to get hurt again, I think. Yeah, but I think they could be a wild card And I think team. they're going to readdress the backup quarterback position. And then, right. And to put them in a better position. Yes, if he does get hurt. And then the Bills are guaranteed. Bills are in. Chiefs are in. Well, hold on. Let's go. Let's keep it simple, division by division. Does Aaron Rodgers go to New York? And does Aaron Rodgers take that team to the playoffs? If he goes to New York, they will be a threat for sure. And that would not be good for the Steelers, in my mind. No, because that takes away, that takes a, wild away card. a wild card. Because the Steelers aren't playing for the division. They're playing for the wild card. But I don't think Rodgers takes it away from the Bills. So let's just go by guarantees. It's Cincinnati and it's Buffalo. And then it's Chiefs, for sure. Chiefs, for in. sure. I think the Chargers are pretty much probably a lock. In. The Jags are probably going to win the division. It's again. just one team from the South. And it's probably the Jags. Unless, you know... The Colts get Carr, or if the Texans get young and he's great. Like, How do you feel about Denver with Sean Payton and— Now there's a dark horse right there. Mm-hmm. Now that's a team that could— Because now that has a real coach. That's a team that could go from the basement towards really wrecking things as far as that— I don't know about wrecking concerned. things, but they could go like 10-7. and seven. That wrecks things with your, if you're the oh, Steelers. Yeah. Oh, for you're the Steelers, the for sure. Yeah. I thought you were saying in that division no, and no, take no, no. over. Chiefs, that, that is yeah. the Chiefs yeah, division right. until he decides the, to not play anymore. That team has played, what, four straight— Conference championship games at home. He's never lost to an AFC West team on the road. He goes into their stadiums and he's beaten them every time. They, he's now have never. If you're a Chargers, Raiders, or Broncos fan, you have never gone to a game in your stadium on Sunday and seen you beat Mahomes. It's never happened. Uh, he now also too. Andy Reid is now the only head coach ever to make it to five conference championship games with two teams. <sighs> did it with the Eagles and did it with the now the Chiefs. I'm telling you, the man. The crazy thing is, with the Chiefs, he's done it five times I'm telling in a row. you, man, he, w- he wins this. He's he's in that GOAT conversation for sure. He's, probably, he's in the top he's ten probably conversation. number three to me, after reflection. Wow. 
behind Belichick and, and the Emperor. And Noel. Noel. See, there's going to be people that say that Bill Walsh and Don, Don Shula. For sure. Hallis and Lombardi. For sure. He's in a, he's a top 10 but guy. Andy Reid's he's top 10. stacks up with Shula. He's top 10. And, yeah. He's top 10. I think he's more than that. All right. So so to answer the question. Yes. Yes, but it's it's going to be tough. It's not going to be, oh, well, they were just so close next or last year, and they're just going to make that push and be a guaranteed wild card team this year. Be that number, be that number one wild card team, be the five seed overall. I don't think that's the case. It's gonna be, it's gonna be another push. It's gonna be coming down to another year of coming down to week sixteen, week seventeen, week eighteen. Subscribe right now to the Steelers Standard on wherever you get your podcasts, and you can also listen to Steelers Nation Radio anywhere, anytime. Just tell Alexa, yell at Alexa, hey, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart. And Alexa's going to take care of the rest. All right. During this break, I'm going to take off all the questions Steelers-related from the wheel. I'm going to slap on all my 1,000 NFL-related questions onto the wheel. Do an NFL edition of the Wheel of 1,000 Questions next on the Steelers Standard.